0: Hey guys, Cody here, just reminding you that the best wrestlers in the world are coming to Iowa for the UWW World Cup at Extreme Arena in Coralville this December 10th and 11th. This one of a kind dual style competition features the world's very best men's and women's freestyle wrestlers repping their home countries and going head to head to decide who is the best wrestling country on the planet. You'll get to see Team USA's biggest wrestling stars like Jordan Burroughs, Kyle Snyder, Tamara Mensah Stock, Helen Nerulis, so many more. There's no better time than now to be a USA wrestling fan, and there's no better time than now. To to get your tickets, be sure to go to worldcupcoralville.com. I put links in the show notes so that you guys can get all the information you need. You're not going to want to miss this. One more time, get your tickets at worldcupcoralville.com. Number one, obviously, all glory to God. And then there's a cam the most efficient organization on the planet.
1: I'm going to put a plug in because I think
0: we're in the damn state of Iowa. Bobby Telford, I'm the baddest man on the planet. Hey, what's up? Hello, everybody. Welcome to In the Room, a wrestling podcast from the Des Moines Register. Cody Goodwin here, the Register's wrestling writer, and I'm glad you're here. Happy December 1st. Thursday, got a big duel coming up in uh, Iowa City. Got a lot of fun wrestling, actually, coming up in Johnson County this weekend. The Dan Gable Donnybrook starts today, going to run Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Um, But Sunday is what we're here to talk about, big Hawk duel, 1.30 p.m. at Carver Hawkeye Arena in Iowa City. And to continue to discuss the Hawk duel... Brought on a couple of former Cyclone wrestlers, Michael Moreno and Kyvan Gadsden, to discuss the duel from the Cyclone perspective. Fellas, how are we doing today?
1: Good. Doing good. Trying not to freeze. My gym back here has got no heating, so I'm cold.
2: I'm doing, I'm doing well myself. I'm doing well myself.
0: It is a, uh, I don't like how consistently cold it has been. Um, cause clearly I'm still dealing with like a sinus thing. I was sick over the week of Thanksgiving and now we're, we're, we're hopefully on the back end of it. Um, yeah. But the good news about like, I feel like we always like, you know, it gets cold for a bit and then we go back and finish fall and then we really get cold. Um, and I feel like we haven't gone back to finish fall yet. Yeah. It's kind um, of like that false peak. Yeah. Um, and now it's just like cold all the time. And I'm not yeah. a fan of the cold, but the cold means that it's wrestling season which is something that we're all a fan of um yeah we uh we appreciate you guys tuning in today whether you're listening on your favorite podcast app or now we're trying to do this youtube thing which explains the video here um today gonna talk uh, obviously a lot about Cyhawk, hawk about the juice and the intensity and the rivalry um i know last year emotions ran high Kyvin wanted to pick your perspective there um because you were right there next to the Iowa bench and and had some extra help on the commentary. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about what you remember from that. Lots of big matchups in this duel. You know, just kind of looking at the rankings, there's, you know, what, 13 wrestlers between both schools that are ranked in the top 20. Um, you know, a handful of, you know, all-American caliber matchups that we're going to get to. Also going to ask you guys for your predictions. But first, wanted to start today's show with um, favorite CyHawk memories. You guys both... Um, all Americans for Iowa State, Kyvin. You want a national title? Um, but I looked up some stats, Cyhawk uh, records for you two. Kyvin, you were spotless, man. Three and zero in Cyhawk duels in your career. Mike, not so much. One <laughs> and three against Iowa in your career. What happened, man? Like, what, 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 what do you remember?
1: Um. Well, I'd, I'd like to clarify. I, I was two and three. One of my wins was not in the duel. It was at the first round of the national tournament.
0: Okay, that, that's fair. We'll count it. We'll count it
1: in Wells Fargo Arena. So that's might as well have been, you know, we'll,
0: well. we'll count it. We'll count it. So yeah. two and three, two and three. Two but and the Sci yeah. Hawk duel, the matchup, the rivalry, like what, what are your what are some um, of your favorite memories?
1: My, I mean, my personal favorite memory from, from my own is winning in Carver. Um, that's that my lone duel win was in Carver Hawkeye Arena. And, um, you know, Kyvan will will attest to this, but it is a. A very raucous crowd you know it's a lot of lot going on and that's just you know from the volume level from what you're hearing being yelled at directly at you right it can get pretty go sideways pretty quick right and, and it turns from a an exciting energy to a you know if you let it creep into your mind and get under your skin it can very quickly turn into an anxious energy if you let it right so um being able to go into carver and get a win and wrestle and do it pretty well right do it pretty handily i feel like that match probably one of my better matches um that year as far as just being able to control the tempo the pace the environment just being able to take the you know everybody in the stands out of that environment um was was something that i look back on pretty fondly right being able to just kind of control from start to finish um you know being able obviously he was always getting the first takedown but after that i feel like it was kind of you know i I remember it being kind of a little bit more my-sided, and then, you know, after the match and just kind of looking around, it's, it's quiet. <laughs> it's the loudest quiet you'll ever hear, right? And I know Kyvin will, will agree, right, when, when it gets that quiet in Carver and it's because of you, um, it's pretty cool, right? So that's, um, to, to me, from my personal experience, you know, I have other memories from when I was a kid, but that was, that was for me, my, one of my favorites is winning there.
2: Absolutely. That's what about amazing.
0: you, Kevin? Wrestling in that in that series in that rivalry against against those guys. Well, kind of like Mike
2: alluded to, uh, like I have memories from when I was a kid. You know, growing up as a, I would say, you know, um, offspring um, with my like dad. Uh, so like those were enjoyable for sure. Um, for me personally, I think it would probably be. Um, I think the win in Hilton um, was it meant a lot to me. Uh, a couple days before that, like I, my shoulder had came out again. Um, so the doctor, um, Dr. Buck that did my shoulder surgery was like, hey, you're, you're not going to wrestle this weekend in the Psyhawk. And I, I genuinely believed, um, genuinely believed we had an opportunity to win as a team and compete at a high level. And so I was like, well, um, basically, doc, this is what's going to happen. I'm going to go out there. I'm going to get a takedown in the first minute. Um, and I'm going to just hold position the rest of the match. Like, I know that my shoulder won't allow me to really go out there and uh, be like my normal self, but I will figure out how to win um, the match three to two, and that's just what it's going to be. It's not going to be pretty. It's not going to be something that's like, oh, man, he just wrestled so so great, you know, and I was wrestling Sam Brooks, who was moving up from 84, but... I did exactly that. I came out, I hit him with a slide by, got the takedown, uh, and then basically just held position, which you know, Hawk fans might consider stalling. But I had one arm to, to work with, and I, I'm really proud of that one. Um, and then, I mean, Mike kind of talked about it, like in Carver, having the ability to quiet people um, my senior year, and then get them riled up again. Because uh, we started the match in Chris, Chris Chris Claprot, I wanted to do the whole Tony Ramos staring contest and my dog, like, dog, like you're everybody's, like your favorite backup, what are we doing? And um, after the match, I wanted to do staring contest after I pinned him and he didn't want to look at me in the eyes anymore and then the ref got mad at me. I was mad at, about a an array of different things um, as well as I think the way some of our teammates competed and I threw my headgear, got a team point deducted um encouraged the crowd to you know boo me and yeah mike actually had to um have to guide me to the back um because i was i was i was um i guess hot angry disappointed you know and so that would be a a favorite bad memory good memory slash
0: <laughs> seemed to be a uh um I don't know how you describe it. Foreshadowing, right? Because another ninety-seven pounder threw his headgear and, and cost I say the team point last year, right? Like that's that was the that was honestly one of the first things that came to my mind when Younger did that last year. Um, yeah, A plus on the headgear spike, but I was also like, hey, like you, can't you know, do that. <laughs> yeah, well, a- um. You, I mean, you had mentioned on the broadcast um, that you had, you did that as well. Um, which I, I was up. off the mat though.
2: Like, that's my thing. Like, I was off the mat when I threw the headgear, and it wasn't like it was directed at anyone but like my teammates because um, I felt like we had more. And then I think a, a lot of the times in that specific duel, um, we failed to showcase that. And, you know, growing up as a kid in the Cyhawk and seeing it, you're like, yo, yeah, like, we're not. We're not doing what we're supposed to be doing. Like Mike and I grew up watching this. We know kind of what it would take um, and how important it was, you know, to us, our families, the university. And so I think we had a, a sense of pride in competing in it. And I just felt like sometimes we we didn't always get to display that collectively across the ten weight classes.
0: That's a that's an interesting perspective because um, you guys are both you know Iowa natives. Um, you've grown up watching and and listening and hearing about this rivalry not just in wrestling but in all sports but um specifically for wrestling um i'll throw this one back to you like what's it like growing up on on the cyclone side of the cyhawk wrestling rivalry um you know and i don't ask this as like yeah like iowa state's the little brother but like very clearly, Iowa has dominated the series, right? Especially, you know, in recent years. What, what's it like growing up on the Cyclone side of the Cyhawk rivalry when Iowa's kind of been that team?
2: I mean, from my perspective, it was like I felt disrespected by, like, the staff. Like, they didn't recruit me, you know? And it, whether I was going to Iowa State or not, like, they didn't come on an in-house visit. They didn't do those things that you, sh- in my opinion, should do um for a top kid in the state you know and i was one of those top kids in the state um i did get a call but there was nothing that followed that um, and so for me it was just like even though i knew i was going to iowa state and i probably would never um even entertain putting on an iowa singlet i was gonna make you guys pay for that or make the you know the the, the hawks pay for that and so anytime i wrestled um a guy from iowa it was you know it was personal um kind of like that Michael Jordan thing. Like, you know, it was, it, I made it personal and I um, wanted to make sure that they felt that that energy, you know? And so it, it was tough though. I mean, I got to be there when we won in 05 in Carver because um, I still lived in Iowa City at that point. Um, and so growing up as a kid, not seeing us win often was tough. And that's why when I decided to go to Iowa State, it was like, I wanted to be a part of carrying that out. And I think that's where a lot of that frustration like boiled over, you know, like my senior year, cause it was like, I don't have another opportunity to do this. And we let five years go past without even making it, you know, remotely close.
0: Yeah. What about you,
1: Mike? Yeah. I mean, similar. I mean, the, the, the hard part about growing up just on this side of the fence, right. Is, I mean, it's just in this. It's just in the stats, but <clears throat> it never, it never deterred me away from my loyalties. You know, I mean, I never, in a million years, considered. You know, even going out like Kyvan, I didn't even, I didn't get a call from Iowa, and that, that was fine with me. You know, I, I would have thought it would be pretty, pretty strange to get that call. They know, they know me. They know Kyvan too. You know, they know our parents. They know our dads. Um, they probably knew better right? But at the end of the day, you use that, especially when you're a young kid like that, you know, you're in your late teens, early twenties, you know, you use whatever you can to give you that extra little bit of motivation, right? Um, for me, it was just always, I just couldn't stand their mentality towards wrestling. You know, I wanted to, I wanted to have fun wrestling. I wanted to, to get better. And, um, you know, I, I felt like when you're always told, you know, about sports, you know, like sportsmanship and all these things, and, you know, this sounds corny, but You know when i see i feel like there was exception to the rule um with that team up north sometimes or i guess east wherever you want to look at it um so i just always had this like chip on my shoulder about it you know i was just like man they people look the other way with this team all the time and i don't know as a kid it was hard to overlook that now that i'm an adult um there's you know there's obviously a certain level of respect there but at the time it was like man no way. Right. So it's always been, it's always been Iowa state. It's always been, you know, Cardinal gold for me. Um, and it's, it is tough from time to time, you know, but I've been, I've been a fan my whole life and I've been watching football games my whole life. I've been watching the the Iowa state wrestling duel all my life. Um, shout out to my dude, Nick Posolano. Cause he's probably the reason why I have at least a blip of hope ever. Right. when we couldn't pin Cole Pape. So, um, You know, it's tough, but these colors don't run, you know. And I I lived it. My dad lived it. My brother lived it. Kyvan lived it. We lived it, right? So it's not a game to us anymore. Like, it's not. And people want to mess around all the time. Like, go go Hawks, Iowa State sucks. I'm not going to laugh with you. I'm not going to laugh. This is serious to me. So, um, you know, it's a sport. But at the end of the day, like, that was never going to change. And at the time, going into college, like, like Kyvan said, we wanted so badly to turn the tide with that. And I have some regrets. I'm sure Kyvin does too. I have some regrets just as as how we led, right? We led strongly by uh, example. Um, I have some regrets. Maybe I should have used my voice more because as a team, he's right. As a team, we didn't, we weren't, we were more talented than we showed very often, especially in that duel. So it was tough, but I always, I always had the desire and the drive to turn things around for my school, right? That was always what it was about. It wasn't about me. It was about Iowa State. It's given me so much in terms of wrestling and in terms of legacy and and all of that. And I wanted nothing more than to turn those tides. Not for me or for anybody in particular, but just, you know, the whole legacy, the whole Iowa State legacy, everybody that came before me and and after me. So, you know, it was always a big deal and it but it was it was tough, you know, it's always been tough. Um, but I'm like I cry about it, you know, it's like we gotta get better. And finally, I think we're we're kind of in a position now as a team and looking down the lineup where that's that's a possibility. I just wish it would have happened when we were in school. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> well, good segue into Sunday's matchup. Um, I use InterMat's rankings. Iowa's number two, Iowa State number ten, so we got a top ten matchup. Um, lot of lot of really good individual matchups coming up. But you know, before I guess we dive into you know some of the matches that we're really excited about, wanted to kind of get your guys' both opinion on just. There seems to be some juice now in in this rivalry. There seems to be, you know, built up tensions. There's a lot of hype here, not just here in the state of Iowa, but nationally. Um, just there's going to be a lot of really, really good wrestling on the mat on Sunday. But on top of that, like, you know, clearly these teams are not shying away from, you know, like Jacob Warner said earlier this week, we don't like them. Um, you know, dresser is still calling Tom and Terry names. Um, you know, Tom was very clear about the fact that like, Hey, this is super important to us, to the state of Iowa, to the sport of wrestling. Um, Mike, I'll throw it back to you. How do you, how do you feel about the juice and the intensity that's in the rivalry now that maybe, maybe hasn't always been there when looking back, you know, five, 10 years, it really seems like the last few years, um, you know, with what, uh, coach dresser has been able to build in Ames. Um things are fun, man. Like things are fun. Like sparks are flying here.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, it is fun. Now I I do want to preface as an athlete. It was never not that intensity was never not there. Now, obviously I understand as a fan, like when you're, when you're looking from the outside, like it can get pretty boring or stale. If it's like, man, this duel is not even going to be close and we're talking a week out from the duel, you know? And I'm sure a lot of people viewed it that way, you know, but as, as, as an athlete, it was always like that intensity never left. Right. But now that I have been out of uh, uh Iowa, you know, I was out of Iowa for five years before before this last spring. Um being able to take a step back and watch it from afar. You know, those first couple of years were pretty were pretty heartbreaking, right? And and it's and it's frustrating when we it just seems like we're not, you know, we're not gaining ground, we're not gaining ground. And now it's like, oh <laughs> like oh, this is you know, this is legit this is a legitimate possibility to where like you know and it shouldn't be that way right and i think that shows you kind of the reality right And when you when you step outside the bubble of a former athlete at the school right you, you take away your biases and, and you step outside of that vacuum you realize like as a fan this is this is the best time to, to be a fan of either one of these schools as far as this rivalry goes in, in years probably you know almost two decades right so it's it's obviously something that we need right wrestling needs it iowa needs it um you know just this is a wrestling state right well what, what better way to to put it on right than if you have a marquee matchup like this because you know if, if the if they trends continued the way they were going you, i mean that kind of kills that marquee matchup now what do we have you know iowa you and i don't do each other so it's like what do we you know what do we really have to look forward to now so for wrestling fans, the hardcores, the diehards in Iowa, I mean, it's, it's huge. It's a big deal. And, you know, we obviously have the two programs to thank for that, but you know, the athletes putting it on the line too, but you know, I mean, if it went the other way, we wouldn't be, we wouldn't be talking about it like we are. Right. So there's obviously some more excitement around it. And um, it's just, I hope all those kids like really soak it in. Cause once it's gone, it's it's gone and you won't, no one's going to care about uh, something you do for seven minutes ever again, unless you're, have a youtube channel doing some weird stuff but other than that like nobody's, <laughs> you know, nobody's gonna care about what you're doing more than right now so i hope they i hope they soak that intensity in one of the things that i think people make mistakes about is letting that juice that excitement um like i was talking about earlier like turn into nervous energy you know you gotta let that fuel you so yeah great memories and i know it's gonna continue to to show here this year so yeah
0: 100%. Kyvin, you got a you, quite literally a front row seat to last year's duel. Um, Iowa ended up winning 22 to 11 after the team point deductions were finalized. But you were on the floor between the two teams, closer to the Iowa bench. But you got to be there yelling at each other and those guys going crazy and getting kind of a front row seat to, to the post duel theatrics. Um, and w- alluded to it a little bit earlier, but Austin DeSanto helping you out on the uh, on the live call, right? Uh, commentate that. Um, spark sparked one of my favorite shirts that's in my closet. Do you want the mic, buddy? Um, what do you remember about that duel and just the intensity of it? And you know, ten thousand fans at Hilton. Like, what's 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 what prevails when you think back to last year's duel?
2: I just think um, it was it was like a, it was like there was a electricity in the in the building, and I think there was maybe energy is, is is the more proper word you know like there was, there was just a high level of energy um and i was there you know in a role for espn plus and so like i was trying to be as neutral as possible given uh the circumstances and my you know full bias in the love for Iowa State say that i have i tried to do uh, a decent job of Commentating exactly what I saw and not go the other way or anything like that, but um, yeah, it was just like it was like heavy. And I mean, I think Terry, you could hear Terry on the broadcast at some point. You know, like I remember he um, after Nelson won, he walked up um in front of the literally in front of the broadcasting table and looks at me and goes, <laughs> I'm, and "I'm just like, bro, like this has literally nothing to do with me." Um, And then there were some other things that were like said, and uh, it was just like, it was, it was, it was very, very wild. And like, for me, like, I've always known the brands or seen them in, you know, some capacity and the capacity I felt like I was in there as was uh, ESPN capacity, not an Iowa state, not an Iowa capacity. And so I'm like, why are you bringing this energy to me? Like, Like I can understand it if I'm like competing, whatever, whatever. Like I I welcome that because I can bring the same type of energy. And so, there were some things that like had to be addressed, you know, um, post post match. And I think the teams, you know, uh, look to address some of that. And I think that makes for exciting. Um, And it gives people a talk talking point, you know. And when people are talking about something, that means they're usually gonna look to watch it or it's on their radars. And so I think that's a, the most exciting thing um about where it's at right now is that there's people talking about it it's on the radar it's like you know like what's going to happen you know like is there you know a potential upset on the brink and um even if i would i would say wins i don't think it's an upset i think Iowa State will have to just fully out wrestle you know the hawks and um i would love to see that you know right now in 2022 because of Last time it was, I think, close like that was 2018. It was like the day after AWL. That was actually the day um, Haven was born. So it was like four years ago today where, you know, Gomez hit that lateral drop and um, possibly would have secured a pin if it was in a different, you know, venue. Um, and so we, wanna, we want to see those guys go compete with that type of hunger, that type of energy. So I'm yeah. excited
0: for it hundred percent. I think the, you know, I, I, when I think of, you know, Iowa, state, the most recent iterations of it, I think of, you know, that first duel when, when dressers in charge and, and Iowa just kind of walked into Hilton and kicked him in the teeth. I think of the 1918 duel, um, which, you know, the one that you were just alluding to where, you know, Iowa state wins a couple swing matches early. Um, you know, Iowa gets hurt at 74. Sam Stoll has to walk out to the Imperial March and Russell and Gremel. And then DeSanto's fighting off his back to win the duel at 33 Um, and then I think to last year's duel and just how much fun it was and how everything's kind of teeing up to this year's duel because that same energy, it's a lot of the same lineups. Um, you know, there's a handful of new faces for Iowa, but, and a handful of new faces for Iowa state as well with, with some of the freshmen and and we'll dive into that. But yeah, I mean, you, you, you kind of hit on, you know, just kind of the thoughts that I had that just like, you know, Iowa state is, is not scared anymore and and dresser kind of alluded earlier this week that you know maybe maybe they were a little bit when he first got there but now now they're not now they know that they can probably go toe-to-toe um you know not probably they can go toe-to-toe and you know there's a lot of toss ups here like there's a lot of toss-up matches you know some you could argue okay let's lean iowa state some you could argue okay let's lean iowa um which kind of leads into you know the next part of what i was hoping to ask you guys about um of all the great matchups you know, and I would argue that there's at least 10 great matchups that we'll see on Sunday. What, which ones, and Kyvin, I'll throw this back to you, which which ones are you most excited to see?
2: Which, if you had to pick one, I'm, I'm personally, I'm going to go 149. Um, I like Miro, it. Nero Johnson versus Max Murin. I think it's a style ca- clash in some capacities. Um, and I think people have seen some of the struggles that. You know, Panero has had in the past, and this is an opportunity for him to take a hold of that narrative. You know, and quiet that narrative. You know, um, last year, Panero got the opportunity to go to the Penn State versus Iowa duel and experience, you know, what that crowd is like, how they're coming at him. You know, Carter Storacci and him went to high school together, so like I'm sure they've had conversations about it, and. Pinero's a young man that's extremely confident and so I'm excited to see uh, what version of him shows up because I feel like that is one of those maybe swing matchups that you're talking about but I'm ex- super I'm super excited him you know because I think that match that he had the first week in college wrestling versus you know Gomez um I think some people feel like oh like that was a fluke especially the way Gomez responded to that after after, you know, like beating Yanni and then beating Sasso the way he did. Um so I think some people are like, oh like, you know, like there are just a lot of things that were going on there. And so I feel like this is a statement opportunity for Panero. And I think Muren on the other hand is gonna be like, yo, like I'm a grown man. Like I'm not you I'm not losing to a true freshman. And I think that's that's what you want to see, right? Like and so you're gonna see two people trying to you know, farther their legacies and make, um, make it known that they're looking to be on that podium come, you know, March. And I think they're looking to be high up on it. So I'm excited about 49 and I was, yeah. you know, the weight class I used to wrestle at
0: hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, no 49, that, that, and a lot of these other matchups, um, it, it, it could be very big when it comes to seeding in March, right? Like this, cause this is the only time these guys are going to see each other. Then they'll go into the big 10 and big 12 schedules. And you know, uh, that this could be a very important win for whoever ultimately comes out on top at, at that weight. And at a handful of weights, um, Mike, if you had to pick one weight um, and one forty nine is already off the board, which what, what are you most looking forward to on Sunday?
1: So I went back and forth. Um, between. 41 and 65, but I'm going to go with 65. Um, That's the weight I wrestled in college. Um, You know, national champ, David Carr, right? Versus a freshman who, you know, for all intents and purposes, has been pretty impressive so far, right? He's been pretty impressive. So, you know, I guess it's just going to be able to – it's just going to – we're going to see, right? I mean, Carr, Carr is not bothered by a place like Carver, Right. He's, he's not. I, I have to imagine. Right. He, he's wrestled in a lot of environments. OK. Um, so I don't think that's going to be the like decider. Um, but it's, it's in the heart of them. It's in the heart of the lineup. Right. I mean, that, that's something that I always felt like that's a tough spot to wrestle in the lineup. Because you could be coming off of five very disappointing matches from your teammates. And now you got to go try to pick that slack up. Right. And I've, I've been there or, you know. You can your team can go on a heater and send you out feeling pretty damn good about yourself because you know we've had five guys go out there and, and go out on their shields right so for me it, it's important I don't know if it's like necessarily what it's the most exciting match but it's like it's that linchpin right that that kind of match that can tip that energy like Kyvan was talking about that energy in the building like can we tip it our way and if there's going to be a, an opportunity to tip it, it's in that middle of the lineup, you know? And, and like, we kind of talked about, you know, 57 being an option. But, man, I mean, 65, you got two big names there, right? And, again, you know, Patty's, like, he needs that statement win, right? I think, to me, that's what he's missing, right? As far as, like, true blue welcome and coming out party, he's missing that statement win. This would be a hell of a statement win, right? I mean, you got national champ, two-time All-American David Carr. when you got – this kid who wants to make a name right in one of the biggest duels of the year and probably one of the biggest events to level wrestling right so to me it's 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 that one for all the reasons i just listed and so many more obviously it's it's where i wrestled i'm a big 65 pound guy that's who i want to watch right but um yeah you, you can't overlook that weight class
0: Oh, no doubt. Interesting clash of styles there, too. Um, you know, Patrick Kennedy's kind of a brawler. David, very, very technically sound, very quick. Um, also very strong now that he's kind of filled into 65. Um, and an interesting subplot to that weight specifically. Um, I don't know how many people followed this, but I thought it was an interesting thing. So this past spring and summer, David goes the the senior level route, takes, I believe, third at the World Team Trials yeah, after U-23s, a wrestle-off. Yeah, and, yeah. and Patrick Kennedy won U23s running away. And, but because of USA Wrestling's new rules um, for the U23 world team, they give it to age-eligible senior-level guys first who are on the ladder. Well, David's third on the ladder, so he raises his hand and says, yes, I want to go to Spain. And Patrick Kennedy, who blew through the tournament at U23s, doesn't get a chance to go. Um, so interesting little kind of cool. underneath subplot there. Um, but I agree, cool. like super, super interesting matchup. I'm going to go with the, the weight in between them. Um, I thought about 41, thought about 97, very excited for both of those, but 57 to me, super interesting because you got two guys who are long and lanky, who are funky, who are going to leg past the hell out of each other. Um, and they're both very volatile to the point where either one of them could pin the other. And that would be a massive swing to whoever maybe lands on top of that scramble, right? Um, You got two guys here, Kobe Seabreck from Iowa, who very, very big win last week over Penn, um, used his funk a little bit to roll through a headlock and pin Anthony Artelona. You got Jason Kreiser, who, um, you know, trying to find his way a little bit at 57, looks like he's kind of established himself as that guy for Iowa State this year. But this this could be another um, opportunity for him to, you know, if he's able to even, you know, snag a win, maybe not even as volatile as a pin. But if he's able to get a win here and kind of funk his way to a victory, another matchup that would be very huge in the middle of that duel or maybe at the end of the first half or whenever this matchup falls, Um, maybe a little bit lower profile than some of the others that were expected to see. Um, But one that's super intriguing to me. Um, all the same. Because, um, like I said, at least at least 10 interesting matchups we're going to see on Sunday. Last thing that I wanted to ask you guys before we get out of here, I need a prediction um, from both of you guys on the record, here on YouTube, here on this podcast. Mike, I'll start with you. Who wins? What's the score? And any final thoughts on it?
1: All right. Uh, now, this might be a little Homerism, but I even tried to throw – I tried to throw some maybe results that we would not appreciate in there, but I wrote this all out before the show. So I came prepared. I have a 16, 15 Iowa state. Ooh, I have a 16, 15 Iowa state. Um, the big, the big ones. I have a, I have a winning an upset at 41. Okay. Because I love, uh, Casey Swiderski. That kid is my idol. And, uh, oh. and, uh, Obviously, if you know if he who must not be named is not back at 125, uh we, we need bonus at 25. And I didn't realize happens,
0: Spencer Lee was on
1: Voldemort level now. Yeah, well he is he is this week. We can, can go back to being Spencer next week. I actually love Spencer Lee. I think that kid is an amazing human, but um for this week he's he who shall not be named. Um and again, if we get those bonus points at twenty-five, which everything I've seen points to we better. Um then then, then, I see it sixteen fifteen um, Iowa State. Now, obviously, I gave them some matches that maybe I don't truly believe. I gave us some matches that maybe I don't truly believe. Right? <laughs> i will not go through the whole thing, but sixteen fifteen,
0: you can mark it. All right, okay, sixteen fifteen Iowa State's one prediction. Kyvin,
2: what you got? Wait, I got to ask you a question first. What weight do you think we're starting at? Do you think do that you matters? Think yeah, that matters. Are they? I th- are we I starting think at twenty th- five? Are they going to draw?
0: I think I think they're going to draw because um, I don't know that you know. I you guys would know more than me. The coaches have to come to an agreement on where to start at, or they draw. That's that's the rule.
1: That is uh, that used to be the rule.
0: Uh oh, what changed?
1: From what I understand, the visiting team basically you either decide because it used to be like you drew sticks. Yeah. It, it, now, like you either you either like agree or the visiting team like you just you're just going to start at twenty five.
0: Well, I have a hard time believing that they're gonna agree on something um, unless un- unless he who shall not be named is actually gonna go and Tom has an ace in the hole. I just um, don't, I just don't see it. But
2: you don't see him, go. him going.
0: I don't. I mean, maybe. I mean, that'd be
1: one hell of a way to raise some raise eyebrows. But they, just historically, like that just doesn't happen. They're never really like. There's no like you know that's the Undertaker's music. Like there's no there's like there's none of that really. They did it with
2: Sam though, right? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, well, you're right. But I'm just saying, historically, when you look at the stats, they don't do those gimmicks. Yeah. I feel like we would know ahead of time. And I have heard zero chirp. It's not even like there's been murmurs, you know, zero chirp about the possibility of him going. So I don't see it.
2: I think it makes him a legend if he goes. It makes him like he's already a legend, you know, in his own right. But, like, it makes it him larger, larger than life if he goes.
1: It does. Like, no, if he right.
2: walks out there, everybody's just like – cross right they would have to probably fix the roof yeah and yeah. then iowa state pins them and 60 Ohio state straight up
0: hey man that's why i love
1: you
2: guys straight up put it put, put it on the board put the it on mob, the board for the mob ties mob ties right? yeah. like, 60 yeah. Ohio state <laughs> i'm too close i'm too close i will not i will not I will not speak on any of um, the guys that I shared the room with the last um, five years, you know, losing. So 60-0 Iowa State, baby.
0: 60-0 Iowa State. All right. So we got sixteen fifteen. We got, we, we have a barn burner and then we have 60-0. to So we have a lopsided blowout um, both in favor of the clones. I'm going to roll with, and this is bold because I'm on a show with two Cyclones. I'm thinking somewhere in the vicinity of 20-16 to Iowa, Um I think Carver, the Carver advantage is real. Um, I think I, th- I think both teams are going to lose matches that they shouldn't, um, which also means both teams are going to win matches that they shouldn't. And I think everything's going to kind of cancel out. Um, and I, I, th- I think, I think Iowa gets it done. I don't, I don't know if that includes Spencer or not. Um, I've had gut feelings all week, and I don't know if that's because I'm still fighting over a sinus infection or because I was say, that's your illness. Man. <laughs> <laughs> but I, either way, I think it's going to be. I, I'm very, very excited for the duel. I've been excited since um, the way last year ended. Um, are you guys, Are you both going to be there? Yep, I'm
1: gonna gonna like rep, rep, like gold, like going to be Red and cardinal in gold. Are like you going to be hiding? hiding? bullying me into going no i'm gonna be repping
2: i'm not gonna be wearing cardinal and gold i'm gonna be wearing orange
1: (laughs) (laughs) ah dude yeah i don't know if i own anything orange but i'm gonna i'm gonna find that's i'm going to i'm going going to target
2: i'm going to target getting me a nice hoodie (laughs) um, nice orange hoodie um amazon couldn't get the delivery prime in um the day as i came up with the idea but i'll be wearing orange nice and bright you'll you'll know where i'm at yeah
1: that's a good idea. Remind me. I'm mean, going to need to run to Target and grab something.
2: I got you. Just let me know your size, bro. I'm going to be wearing 2X.
1: I'll probably wear – I can wear larger in XL. I got you. No matter.
0: That is spectacular. Um, guys, I appreciate you guys coming on the show today, talking some Hawk wrestling. Um, and that's really all we've got today. Appreciate everybody tuning in, whether it was through your podcast feed or here on YouTube. We will be back uh, sometime next week, maybe even Sunday to maybe rehash a quick reaction to whatever happens on Sunday in Iowa city. But until then, be sure to rate, and review the show, wherever you listen to your podcast, subscribe to the Des Moines register and Hawk central YouTube channels, subscribe to the Des Moines register to make sure that you guys don't miss any of our wrestling coverage this season. You can find links to do all of that as well as stories from this past week in the show notes. Thanks again for listening. You guys, we will talk again soon.